What's up, folks? We got some news for you. We're trying to raise money to shoot a short film that will star us that I will get a chance to direct. But we need everybody to head over to Indiegogo. You can just search BMCJ. You can research, you know, wherever you go on the film page. You can search donate. Jonathan Braylock if you want. Well, you, I mean, yeah, I guess you could search Jonathan Braylock. You can search but, James yeah. the Third. I mean, yeah, you oh, could. Oh, that might yes. be harder. No, no, we make a movie, you, baby. Both of y'all on that. Anyway, go to Indiegogo. Look up uh, Black Men Can't Jump. You can look up the name of the short, which is The Threshold, and you can donate whatever you have. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar, two dollars, um, whatever you do, we'll take it. $20,000 if you're just sitting around on $20,000. Honestly, if you got 20000 just get that. And there's a lot of neat incentives. Like, there's a pair of, like, um, James's glasses you could win. There's a piece that's of right. like Braylock's goatee. There's so many cool things no, that like Yeah, it's it's on there. It's an incentive. It's so much, like guys. That. My glasses if are you, not on there. If you I need ever them to wanted see. to be James the third, I got his cat Williams wig. He don't even know it yet. You can have that. It's so much on there. You cannot have that. I need it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's on there. If you want the wig, go there, put in like five hundred dollars, you get that wig. That's your wig. Wow. <laughs> Please, whatever you can donate, that that will help us make uh, this short. That will be really fun. Uh, it's something that we've been wanting to make for quite some time now. So, thank you, you know what? One of my Cat Williams wigs is on there now. It's on there now. You actually can win it. James, low-key, I stole one of your hats and one of your wigs already. So it's, <laughs> it's been there. I've been had it. <laughs> and the link is in the show notes so you can easily find it. All right. Let's Indigo go. Forever Dog I feel like I want to talk about boy bands. I, I don't know if that Thank you. Yes, because it's fine it's it's finally happened, right? <laughs> so finally James this is James's moment. I uh, yes, let's do it. What do we want to talk about? <laughs> were you all into boy band were you were you into boy bands at all? Alex, were you into boy bands at all? I wasn't really into boy bands as an actual, like, kid or teen because I feel like I wasn't allowed to be. Like, there wasn't really pop music or pop culture Wait, you were... in our house. What? You weren't allowed? Yeah. Or, like, the only, like, American CD we had in our house was, like, Western contemporary hits. And it was, like... Yeah. <laughs> Tell Laura I love her was on it is what I remember. Western contemporary hits. I love it. And then oh, and then we had a Celine Dion CD. Okay. Everybody had a Celine Dion. Everybody had a Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> That's North, oh, North America. I used to love boy bands. Like So I feel like I got into it later. Yeah. They're too sexual. I said they were too sexual. I'm gonna tell you what's so funny you say that, Bray. I had to sing at my school, which I've told people is, you know, it was a very black school. When we graduated from fourth grade, I think we had to sing End of the Road at graduation. <laughs> you all did? Everyone had to do... You didn't do like a... It wasn't a three-part harmony? It was... It was, Man, it was the kids. It was like they, they made... The, first off, our school wasn't for like the gifted kids. It was just a Catholic school. But for our graduation, to go from the lower hill to the upper hill, you had to sing the End of the Road. And I was like, this is wild. Like, it, like it was something you did every year. Every class had to do it. They all had to like harmonize and sing into the road. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, it was always the fourth grade oh. class had to all sing it. it. It was always 
because the way my school went, it was kindergarten to the fourth grade was, was what was considered the lower hill. And then the upper hill was fifth to eighth. And you had to sing <laughs> the end of the road. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember hearing, <laughs> I remember hearing Backstreet's Back. Uh, or everybody, I think, is the song. Yeah, the song Everybody. And then they're like, Backstreet's Back. And I remember going, man, how did I not know about Backstreet Boys before this song? What? And then I realized that was their first That was their first album. Wow. Wait, were you a Backstreet or Insane? But they said Backstreet's Back on that, on that track. And it's like, what do you mean you're back? This is they your first back album. Because their song. No, because the, No, because they was, they was, no, it's been a, it was a minute. And then it was coming back. back. All right. Coming back for what? Cause they all, no, that wasn't the first. They were back. They had, I know, they had, they had quit playing games with my heart. But it was like you had one single. You weren't back. Come on, man. They had, this was all your album. They had competition right. from NSYNC from from ninety eight degrees. I'm so upset. And if you're yeah. at, and yeah, you <laughs> asked me, it, it, I am a back. Uh, Backstreet Boys had so many more hits than NSYNC. It's whoa, it's whoa, whoa, even, whoa, 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 whoa. I it's not like even a whoa. question. First off, first off, first off, I hear you, Bray. I hear you, but like, let's just say in sync. First of all, wait, hold on, wait. I'm sorry. Backstreet's Back is their second album. You was just late. You were late. <laughs> wait, is it their second? <laughs> album? Yes, they were back. <laughs> they were coming back, bro. They were. They back. really they were back. Out. They had mad songs, and you know we were all listening. Wait, to Wait, is quit playing? <laughs> quit, quit playing games with my heart. Was their first album? No, that's got to be on. I think they're. I think they had a self-titled debut album, right? I don't. I, I actually do not know. That's a real question. I'm not trying to like cover up. All this is new information to me. <laughs> I don't know who to believe. Alex, I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay, NSYNC was better. One. Okay, that's the first fact I'm hearing. So I'm gonna that's accept a fact it. That you hear right now. <laughs> they were better. They were better. They were better. Okay. You look at the choreography. All right. You know, again, Backstreet Boys. I will give a lot of credit. Boys, the men was the original to me. Well, new kids on the new edition. New edition was the dang. There were so many. James, James is right. Quit playing games with my heart was on their first album. That was just called Backstreet Boys. Okay, and then Backstreet's back. I, you're right. I did miss them. Everybody was on. Yeah, they were back, and it was like it was fire when it, if you if you tracked it if you were there <laughs> if you were they there were and you heard all the other songs. Quit playing and, games with my heart. Then they came back, man. It was like, you were like, oh! <laughs> and Backstreet's Back is a love letter. That's a love letter to the fans. That song is about, that song is not about them. It's and about us. Everybody. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's, a, that's my karaoke song right there. Oh, wow. Rock your body. You know, but see, this is my thing. Alex, see, we're talking about NSYNC, but like later, B2K came and they were like a black um, group and they were fire. And then when they broke up, I remember it because I was watching 106 in part and like three of the backs, I mean the B2Kers were on 106 and they looked broke. They they didn't have no gold. <laughs> they had no diamonds, no necklaces. No one had a shape up. It was sad. And then Omarion. Three out of how many? It was four. So it's, it's, oh here's God. the T. Here's the T. Here's the T. Then Omarion and his brother, who was no. like the manager on, they were on um uh, TRL and they were rich. Omarion had on like diamonds. And go, and they were like, "Yeah, man, we just, we just, it wasn't working out." And they're just stunting on everyone. It's not else. fair, too, oh, because B two K, they, they all were great. They like all could dance really well, but they, but they didn't, they, they didn't let everybody else sing. Really, it was mostly just a Marianne singer. 
That was the problem with that. Or his little brother. Or his little brother. Or his little brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, not Omarion. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said Omarion. I meant... I'm... <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, Omarion or his little brother. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was Omarion, yeah, Omarion. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you got mm-hmm. BTS. Everybody love BTS, you know. Well, that's true. Now, wow, you just skipped a... You, you skipped 98 Degrees. Whoa, whoa, you whoa, skipped, whoa. You skipped we, O-Town. Yeah, you skipped O-Town, brother. Westlife, was that a thing? Yes, Westlife was a thing. <laughs> okay, Westlife that's was it. A thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. That's good. <laughs> We're good. But listen, Alex, there were so many groups. I remember there was a group called Immature, okay? That I used to listen to. And the lead singer, his nickname was Batman. Yeah, Marcus Houston. That's a Marion's. That's a Marion's. Really? They're related. <laughs> you used to listen to that? Well, I, this is the thing. There were certain songs that, because I went to a predominantly, oh man, that's crazy. My class had predominantly girls in it. So, like, I knew so much music. Hold on. Why are you explaining yourself? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I know them. I, like, I know. You know, I, why am I explaining myself? Yeah, Immature was fire. You didn't have to be, it didn't matter what gender you were listening to Immature. Immature was okay. fire. <laughs> I'm just saying. They had some good songs. What was it? Um, Baby, on my time. Just come and feel the flavor. This ain't the shake. Uh oh, here we go. We got it. Remember that? <laughs> I, don't I don't. I don't. Uh, wow. Really? They had a song with Kel. They, they had a song with Kel. Kel did his, did his good Guys, burger voice on, on the track. Oh, it was fire. Oh, yeah. They had a song with Kel. I don't know. What's right this is embarrassing. Melissa, it's can we embarrassing. all this? Yeah, man. You, I'm freaking turning red. Wow. Rude. That hurt. I thought we were having a vibe. Yep. I'm I, upset. I thought we were like, Want to play songs and sing? What? Oh no! I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I've got. That's a crazy color to turn. I got a, yeah. You know, I got, I got to a point where I just couldn't take it anymore. The shame overwhelmed me, and then my face started turning red. Okay, you said it. Boo. You know, we heard you the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like we heard you the first time, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, come on, stop, stop playing with me. Don't make me turn turning red. Don't make me turning red. <laughs> All right. I'm, t- I'm done. Goodbye. Good. How do I log off of this? <laughs> I know. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> All right. Now everyone's turning red. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock. James III. Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. I've never met nobody like you. I don't remember the melody either, but I have the lyrics. Had friends and I've had buddies. It's true. It was a pretty good melody, too. I was into that song. I was into that song. It felt very boy bandy. I, it was <laughs> yes, transported. It I was transported. I really felt like I was in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening for the first time, this voice that you're listening to that sounds like it, a man who has his emotions under control, who can just <laughs> hit that zen at any moment. Don't like that. that. I don't like that voice. Is Jonathan Braylock? I'm just. They need to distinguish the voices of the podcast. So, so that voice is Jonathan Braylock. I think your Zen stresses me out. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. I feel stressed now. No. Oh, okay. 
So this is voice of a person who was calm, but is now super big stressed. Yeah, sounds stressed. It's Gerard Melly. And this voice is James the Third. But we express how our emotions were. Like, is your emotion like a happy voice? Or, okay. Yep. I, mine came through with the voice. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> that voice goes away in two seconds. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have it the whole episode. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us today on the podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know about this? You know what I got to do before? Hold on, time out. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Wait, I, first off, before we, let me get my drums ready, man. Come on. Come on. All right. <clears throat> okay. Oh, incredible comedian, an improviser, an actor. Please give it up for the one and only Alex Song Shy. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm the one who sounds, I think I sound excited, but I've been told I, I always sound just like one tone. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the excitement in your voice. Thank you. We did hear it. Okay. But as you started going, I was like, I don't know if she's excited. <laughs> Alex is going to be helping us review Turning Red, which is the new Disney Pixar film starring Rosalie Chang and Sandra Oh and some other people who I haven't looked up their names yet. <laughs> oh, this well, I got the whole list right here. Oh, James Hong is in here, who I love. Oh, snap. Who else we got? Oh, she's the grandma on, on Aquafina's show. Oh, Wei Ching Ho. N- uh, Nora from Queens. Lori Tan Chin. And then... This, this whole cast, my goodness. Who's the boy who plays <laughs> Tyler? He was fun. <laughs> what? I didn't look up the voice cast at all. His name is Tristan Alaric Chen. Oh. Look at, this young, look at this young dude. He was commercial kid in WandaVision. How about that? Hey, oh, okay. we all love WandaVision. We love commercial WandaVision. Commercial kid. Got a little, he, you know what I mean? He got a little co-star role in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did it come out on theaters? It was, just, it was just Disney+. Plus. I think it's just on Disney+. Plus. But I know some of the Disney theaters they own. Like out here in LA, you can watch it. That's why I wanted to see it, but it was sold out. So it's mostly a Disney Plus release. It had a, a budget of $175 million. It's interesting, I will say. Again, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but it feels like Mulan came out on Disney Plus. Okay, oh, no. we starting like this. We starting this like this. This movie came out on <laughs> Disney Plus. Hold up, we starting like this? <laughs> well, Mulan had mm. fewer Asian people involved in creating it. That's that's true. <laughs> that is true. Which is crazy. Just think about that. Wow. Over the Moon wasn't Disney. No, that, that was, was Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Over the Moon, you said? Wasn't there another film, Raya? Did Raya, Raya come out on Disney Plus? Raya, Raya was on. You had to pay for Raya. And that one was Premiere Access, and I paid for Premiere Access. And then I never watched it. Same. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how I supported the culture. Yeah. That goes to the box office. Uh-huh. <laughs> this director, though, I was looking at this pretty young. Domi C? Domi, Domi she? I don't know how to say it. S-H-I? I would just say she, but I'm not a, you know, I like to pronounce things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we've established. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, like, I, I like, after watching this, I went through a rabbit hole of just watching the... Pixar shorts that they do for like the staffers and she had one that she did and I was like 
Oh, she won an Oscar for one. Bow was hers. Yeah, I loved Bow when it came out. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is awesome. I showed it to my mom without having like proper access to it. So it was like a YouTube video. Someone had like pirated and it was sped up and it didn't have the ending. And I was like, mom, you got to watch this. Oh, no. (laughs) Did she like it? She was like, what the hell? She loved. Yeah, it must have been before Disney Plus or something. And we didn't have better access to, to just stream it. Right, right. Yeah, that was great. I remember that one. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, I loved that one. This film currently has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 73% audience score. We'll talk about this because there was a tweet. I just looked up Domi Shi and she's from the same city in China that my parents are from. Are you serious? Whoa. Oh, wow. Songqing, which is like, it used to be Sichuan province, like if people know Sichuan food, but I don't, I think it's technically not part of that province anymore. Oh, what a small world. This movie is about a 13-year-old girl who (laughs) loves a boy band, but also loves being her mother's daughter and getting her parents' approval, specifically her mom. And then one day she wakes up and she's a red panda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, truly incredible. That's all I need to say about it. Let's get into initial thoughts. Alex, would you like to start us off your initial thoughts of the Pixar film? Well, before even hitting play on it on Disney Plus, I was struck by all the similarities. Hometown city in China aside, I also am Chinese Canadian and grew up in Toronto. Oh, wow. Oh, incredible. Yeah. And then I know you were Canadian. I am Canadian. Well, I just got dual citizenship last year, so I, I can stay now. I think I put so much pressure on the movie to be perfect. And I watched it. I watched it twice this weekend. The first time I watched it with two very nice white boys who are my friends. (laughs) And they were looking to me the whole time (laughs) to see what I thought. Oh, my God. And, And the movie ended. And there were more similarities. I also play the flute. I was, in fact, a mathlete. And our moms in the movie... The, the mom in the movie is named Ming, and that's my mom's name in real life. Oh <laughs> I was like, God. I can't watch this movie. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, no. The movie ended, and I turned to them, and I said, I don't want to exist in the same universe as this movie exists. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. But, okay, so that was my initial, initial reaction. And then I let, uh, uh, like, 24 hours pass. I watched it again. I realized <laughs> I love the movie. I cried. I think I put as much pressure on the movie to be perfect as Meme's mom put on her <laughs> to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my initial thoughts. I love that. I love that. I put pressure yeah. on it, and now I love it. Yeah. Wow. That's so real. <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. I feel like the things that I loved about it are, one, the friendship bond. I feel like we don't see that. I don't know how much we see that at all in animated films. You know what I mean? Like, the actual, like, like a girl's, like, the girl friendship bond. You know, we, we've gotten, like, the sister bond with Frozen. But usually, like, characters are by themselves or they have, like, you know furry little friends, you know, like, like mystical creatures or whatever it is. Like we rarely ever get to see kind of little girls friendships in this way that was so beautiful and touching. I really love that. I think the panda stuff was, 
was super fun. The stuff with the the moms and like, you know, the separation that you need to have between your parents is such a, it's like a thing that, I mean, I definitely, I don't know how people learn that at 13, but it's definitely a thing that you have to learn when you grow up, you know, and I'm, I'm sure it's better to learn it younger um, if you can. Um, so I, you know, I, I, not that I related hard to, to that necessarily, but I feel like it's still such a relatable kind of theme that I really liked. You know, I feel like the movie kind of really had fun with the panda stuff and it didn't want to necessarily track necessarily the, the, the logic of like the ramifications that this would actually have if like some people could turn into pandas in, <laughs> in like a city, you know? Yeah. And like, I, and like, because of that, I was kind of fine with it. Like, I don't really, if the movie doesn't try to care about it, then like, I won't care about it either. You know what I mean? It's just like, whatever, it's just a movie and we're going to have fun. Like who cares? So yeah. And I, and it, and it was, it, it like moved, it moved like at a nice quick pace. So it really did. It was almost two hours, right? Yeah. It was an hour 47. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's at an hour 47. But when I rewatched the end, the last 18 minutes are just like credits and credits. Uh, yeah. Cause it's all the, all the animators. There's so many. So it's like an hour 29. Uh, yeah. yeah. So two things. I feel like I've heard about this movie a while ago because I think when the trailer came out, people started sending it to me. Like, look at this, another person of color turned into an animal. And because I'm all the tirades <laughs> I can watch. And so, so I heard about it. And then on Twitter, uh, when this movie was released, I think some white dude, James, do you remember? It was like some white dude kept posting like, oh, J- oh John. I remember exactly what it is. <laughs> and it was like, I don't, I don't get it. Or he didn't relate to it or something. Yeah, yeah. He basically said like, he basically said, like, the movie's so specific. It's about an Asian girl in Toronto who's 13, who specifically going through, the like, the specificity of that. I couldn't connect. That was exhausting, was how he ended his... <laughs> right, <laughs> was- and he was saying, like, most animated films relate to a broader audience. That's what he was trying wow. to say. Wow. So, that dude can suck my dick, but other than that, <laughs> it's interesting because it was it was... I wanted to watch it, one, because I thought the trailer looked so wonderful, and I saw Bao. And watching this movie, you know what it was? I am a person that I told my, my girlfriend all the time, it's like, it sucks, but I hold friends closer than family a lot of times. So when I saw how close her friends were and that her, you know, spoiler, her friends were her, like, safe space, you know, like, that was, like, I... You know, a bracelet. Like I don't think I've ever seen that. Like they were the calming action. Like they were the thing that like helped her control everything. Right. Just the thought of them. And I thought that was so cool. And it's this kind of trend with Disney that's happening, which is interesting because it has been with the movies with people of color in it, where we aren't fighting like I don't know some evil stepsister or somebody. It's literally a parent who just wants the best <laughs> for us. But literally, like because of what they had to go through, is kind of put on top of the kids, and now the kids got to figure out. How to stop this, you know. I really enjoyed it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I hope more people watch it. I think it's doing well. You never know with Disney, right? Did they tell you? They did with Mulan, right? Like they they I think because it has so much controversy. They yeah. were like, they had to come out and say, Well, we we talked to three Asian people when we made Mulan and we got like blah blah blah. They tried to prove everything with that. Right. Well, I I loved it. I really had a great time i didn't i didn't see the trailer so i had no idea what it was about before seeing it and so w- the second she turns into the red panda i had the same like 
<laughs> like, oh no, we're doing the, <laughs> we're doing this again. We're not gonna, we're not gonna deal with the, with the, with this girl this whole time. I'm about to see this red panda the whole movie. You know, I like, I immediately went there, and then the second I realized, like, oh, this is a metaphor for coming of age. Like, and and she was. It, you started, she's grappling with it. It's like it's coming out and going away. I instantly like was like, oh, I love the way that they're dealing with this. It's almost it's it's better storytelling than any of the examples of that we have in the past. Like in the past, it's just like, wouldn't it be fun if they're an animal? That's why it happens. Whereas this has a story purpose uh, to it. And then and so I loved that. Another thing that I just want to talk about that I loved too is is the the end scene where the where the dad comes in to talk to I was like oh boy we're gonna have another scene where like the mom's overbearing but the dad gets but then but then he says in his conversation to her that he like the thing he loved he 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 like revered his his mother's panda I thought that was beautiful and one of the better executions of one of those scenes (laughs) than we typically like it's not just like the dad gets it. It's like no, the dad like he just he he, un, he liked what was inside the mom. You know, like it was. I just loved that. I thought that was great. And also, she defended him. Like that was the thing. Like yeah, yeah. The dad had to defend him, which I thought was very cool. I really had a great time. And then and then there was just there was so much about this that I felt like to to Bray's point, like the friendship group. I loved the, those friends. I loved how proud of themselves they were. <laughs> like, they were just like, this is who we are. And they loved that. Oh, the friends. Oh, they were great. I thought that was so cool. And and then there was so much about 2002. Yeah. Boy bands and all of that stuff. I was just like, this is, I was, I'm target audience for this movie. <laughs> was it set in 2002? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Firmly they set do say in 2002. 2002. Okay, I get it. Because I was like, I was like, wait, there's a Tamagotchi? And I was like, okay. Because they had like a, po- like she was in a photo and it said like 2002 and then she like jumped out of it and we were just like, got it. I actually started mm-hmm. looking up Tamagotchis after this because I was like, I wonder they still sell them. Yep, they're at Walmart for $24.95. They do. I bought <laughs> I bought one recently. <laughs> wow. Wait, what wait, why? Just just for I bought fun? one recently because you can as an adult. Well, I, my friend got one at the Digimon specifically. I didn't know they had Digimon Tamagotchis and and he was like Oh, Digimon. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. You can buy them on Amazon. So I did also, and we were gonna battle, but we both lost interest before we made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Tamagotchi's just died. They're dead. They're not <laughs> you. They didn't. They, they're dead. No, they're not. I mean, they have Star Wars ones. They have. Um, oh, I didn't know. You that. know what's what's the what's the white and blue one? The robot C three PO. I had Neopet. Oh, <laughs> oh, you had a Neopet. Ah, you could get Neopet Tamagotchis. Oh wow. man, this is fire. Look at this. The whole mission. I'm ready. <laughs> I wanted the ninja. There was like a little ninja one that I wanted. And what was the point of these again? This, I remember my mom always complained about how she had to take care of my Tamagotchi for me. Yeah, you got to clean up their poop. Yeah. But now yeah. that I got one as an adult, <laughs> it was a, a handful. Like, I could only put it to sleep for three hours and then I had to check on it. Or it would die. Yeah, you like wake up. <laughs> the screen is full of poop. <laughs> yeah, so much. It's food. dying. It's like feed me. <laughs> oh my god! It was a toy that was like, "Hey, this is what your parents go through." That's all that <laughs> <Yeah>. toy was. <laughs> it was like, "You want to know what your parents go through?" Is this? <laughs> Be thankful for them. Oh my god! <laughs> that toy was a setup. All right, this movie was awesome. Also, 
the thing that I'll say about the animation style, which I thought was really cool, is that it did have a very Pixar look, but they kept, like, every now and then, it felt very anime style, which I thought was very, very awesome. And I was like, this is, and it didn't feel overbearing. It was like, every now and then, there'd be like a little hits of like a close-up of a facial expression, or someone jumping in the air oh, yeah. randomly. <laughs> like the twinkly eyes, yeah, and the running. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is cool. This is cool. Does it start with her talking about her friends first, or does it start with her talking about her mom? Friends friends first. It's like those photos. It's the photos of the family. And she's like, the first rule is like, you honor your family. Oh, yeah. Honor your family. And they're right. Like, and then she, the, she talks about herself. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because she's mm-hmm. like, you got, you got to honor your, you got to honor your family. And you know, for some people, this is hard because it's like, sometimes you can honor your family so much that you don't honor yourself. Mm-hmm. But not me, you know, she's like, hey, I got stickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's like, I'm an adult in the eyes of the Toronto public transportation system. Yeah. yeah. And it said, like, 13 to 65. Yeah. Like, why is that age range just so massive? <laughs> <laughs> it was so massive. Yeah, they're like, you got to pay. You got to pay. Because <laughs> 65, you could get a senior citizen. Then yes. you get the senior discount. Yeah. Good gosh. 13? I mean, that's real, I guess. When we get to the the school, we see it. Okay. I remember for New for New York for New York, it was like they had they used to have like a like a metal bar that if you were taller than that, then you had to start paying for it. So you were a tall kid, yeah. but it, it was about exactly it was about how tall you were. Wow, <laughs> and not your age, because they'd be like, ah, that person's shorter than that. They're they're fine, but they're like, nah, this kid's too much. This kid's too big. You gotta pay pay for that kid because as a kid you can you don't have an id so you can just lie like did any of your parents have you lie about how old you were to get the kid discount longer than you were supposed to yes man <laughs> i was going to mcdonald's i like was it i'm sure i was short yeah i was short so bray bray you weren't okay there's he no was. video he had a growth spurt there's he no was. james was. james you've heard this have you seen a photo have you seen video proof i just i just know that bray talks about that there's there are definitely photos I, listen, I haven't seen proof. Brave is 6'2 since he was 10. Okay. That's what I, that's the world I believe in. Not I at refuse all. to believe he ever felt what I feel. Okay. He was 6'2 since he was 10 years old. Dunking on little kids. Okay. Nah, I was a small, I was the smallest one. Cause I was still skinny too. So I was short and skinny. The blank face that Gerard's giving Bray right now. I really wish people could see. <laughs> Again, for everyone at home. I do believe Braylock. Okay, all I'm simply saying is, I've never seen. I've seen Braylock's parents, his sister. I've never seen a small photo of Braylock. Okay, I've seen Braylock in hats. I've seen Braylock in like little vests. <laughs> I've never seen a small Braylock. I wonder if I can find. No, it oh, don't man. exist. It'll be Bray. so fun to find like my eighth grade, like my eighth grade prom photo or whatever. Oh, what was that yeah. called? Eighth grade dinner dance or whatever it was first off braylock gonna come back with a photo with a different angle that makes him look short it's gonna be a high angle my mom definitely knows where it's at (laughs) mom you're listening to this find it (laughs) (laughs) i literally i literally almost started typing eighth grade jonathan braylock as if it would be on Come on, Google. You can find this. Whoever listens and went to school with Braylock, if you have anything to back him up, because again, my friend Victor was six foot when we were in sixth grade, seventh grade. So he was always a giant. And I believe Braylock, you were one of those giants. Like you probably like 
you probably like you had to walk different because you were so tall at a young age. I don't like this. Well, well, she didn't have to be taller than a bar to get on the bus. She had to pass. That's how she got on the bus. Because of her age. (laughs) I'm I'm taking it back to the movie. I'm tired of talking about how tall Braylock. I do love the intros for all the friends. Like the, like, I don't even know what they were. It reminded me of Asian pop. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 That was oh. like, yes, it did. It did. That's why I was like, what? This is supposed to be Yes. Aww. Miriam. Miriam is the, the, the white girl with the braces. She's kind of weird. Then you had Priya, who is very, like, low-key, but fun. And then you had Abby, who is, like, yelling the whole time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Abby's crazy. <laughs> and at, at one point... um punches her in the face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's like, it's like, Abby, hit me in the arm. And she she's like, she's like, hit, hit, hit me. And she said, bah! <laughs> Everything she did was funny. It was like, hey, you know what I can use right now? A little hit of the bear. Like a hit of the panda. Like, she said, I need it. Yeah. I just need a hit. Just a little hit of the panda. Just a little bit of hit. <laughs> oh my goodness. She was so funny. You know what? Help me. It's a little hit. And then when she hugged her, it was like, it was such a funny moment because I love when people take a deep breath. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. she was like, ah. it was just a beautiful, <laughs> oh man, this movie was wonderful. The actress who played Priya is uh, on Never Have I Ever. Yeah, she's the lead. Oh, is it the main one? Is it the main girl? Yeah, I think she's oh. the lead, yeah. Right. Good for her. I, I watched the first season of Never Have I Ever and I was like, this is fun. Both seasons are great. Mindy Keelan out here, between that, Sex Life of College Girls, she out here winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got to see her friends, and they, you know, they love, they, Four Town, I think, is the name of the boy band. Yeah. Yes, yes. Four Town. But it's five of them, Very right? funny joke that there's five of them, yeah. <laughs> and when they're introducing, they're like, this one, and this one, and then they're like, oh yeah, and then there's these other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's two Aaron's. There's Aaron one and Aaron yeah, two. Yeah, they're, they're, tal- they're talented too, I they're guess. They're talented you know? too. I was like, oh my goodness. So real. I, I don't know why, but that little Tyler kid was such an asshole. I loved him instantly. Like the, the little kid who was like, I knew he was going to be one of their friends because he seemed like a kid who didn't have any friends, but was projecting, you know? I was furious that they brought him into the friend group. I was furious. <laughs> I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't like him. <laughs> oh, so I remember like, so, so the cool part is like after they meet up at school or whatever, and you see how good she is in school and likes being in school. And they start walking home and they stop by uh, the corner store or whatever. Yeah. And they see the boy that all the rest of the girls love. And it's something that's so funny about that because I remember my friends would talk about like girls they thought were cute. And I was like, man, I just don't see it. Just, I don't see it. And then you'll get home and you just start thinking about how everyone else describes somebody. And you're like, damn, maybe they are really attractive. (laughs) So the fact that happened to her, I was like, this is real. This is so real. Yeah, and I also liked sort of like, I mean, not that this is uh, a true thing about puberty or what or what have you, because clearly the other girls liked this this boy. But it was like all of this sort of like it was spawned by like, oh, I'm having a feeling I didn't even know I had. Like she mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't even mm-hmm. realize she had this feeling, you know. And mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. the this that the sort of that being the catalyst was cool to me. Like, mm. like her, like drawing the picture and and discovering that 
oh. <laughs> and the photos got more racy as they went <laughs> They on. really did. I also doodled, like, boys just topless as a kid. Did what? you really? I, I really did. But I don't know if, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to unpack that. I guess I could unpack it now. I was like, I'm going to save that for later by myself. What? It, oh, you know something I thought was really cool? Is that, sorry, I, I may have to skip. But even before she starts, like, um, drawing the photos, when she rushes back, she picks to go back and help her mom versus going, I guess, to wherever the, her friends were going to go. And when she goes back with her mom, they start having like, they start cleaning, but they're like cleaning in sync with each other. I thought it was so cool because, you know, Disney has that tendency to, you know, kill the mom, like the moms don't be alive in um, these movies or they're like a horrible, horrible villain. And so the fact that- Yeah, they love an orphan. Is they lo- but, yeah. but it's always one way. Like the dad will like be trapped in a castle or something like that. And the mom just will not be discussed <laughs> at all. Unless- the mom dies with the dad somewhere. But this was cool. I love that they like were, they set up that her and her mom were cool. Her and her mom were, like she did have a lot of respect for her mom instead of it automatically starting off as like adversaries, which I thought was like warm because it gave it some place to go, you know, instead of uh, be a better kid now. I just, I just want to say that part I really liked. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I was, I was super moved by the like, while they're, while they're doing that, uh, in sync uh, cleaning, and there's just like mommy and me, like like drawing on the oh, yeah. side, you know, like just like it, just these those little touches of like what their relationship was. And I thought it it was cool that she. I I feel like I've, I feel like a lot of times in these movies, it's like like to to your point, like it is like the the it starts with the overbearing mom, and we hate it. Whereas like her sort of being like no this is this is family like i honor my mother i like that i thought that was cool i thought that was really cool and they like you know her appreciating that relationship throughout was really nice too the the first time i watched it it was like hard for me to see that part because i was like oh i relate to so much of like the surface level stuff but no that's not me i i was i'm not the goody two shoes my mom and i like are not like that. And then like the next day I woke up and I was like, oh my God, that was me before puberty. <laughs> I like uh, my mom and I were that close. And then we went through that. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot in the movie. I, I literally texted my mom. You're like, wait, that that's exactly like me. I know. I was like, no, no, that's so lame to be that close to your mom. And I was like, oh, right. That's who I was. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I texted my mom and my therapist to watch it. You texted your mom? Yeah. And your therapist. I love it. I, I mean, but that's really cool that you could literally see yourself in it, which I think is like fire. The night of the humiliation. Yeah. Wait, did she just go to bed and then the. In yes, the exactly. Panda? So she realized she liked the kid. I mean, this was like a truly insane thing. Oh for my gosh, this mom. This mom. But she saw the racy photos and like immediately like grabbed her, like brought her in the car, went to this like freaking grocery little like bodega or whatever. And like was like, what have you done to my daughter? Yeah, and he's was... like, who? But then like all the other Oof. kids are there. And then she winds up like showing her, showing the kid and all the kids see like all these doodles that she drew. This whole time I was like, I can't believe she's going up to that to that boy and cat was like i know it's wild oh my god this is the most real thing that's happened in the movie so far <laughs> like 
<laughs> like, oh my god! Wow. Like, what? Like, I, the fact that that it was just like there were no questions asked. There were no questions asked to the daughter. How old are you? Thirty-one. <laughs> I'm seventeen. Exactly. Exactly. That was exactly. So funny. <laughs> oh my, James! I'm gonna tell you something so bad. It's like Lily. When I saw like the parents, I was like, man. It's about to be James and Kat with these kids. I was like, is this about to be? I, <laughs> like, about to I be think kids? so. Uh, <laughs> just the dad having a good time. <laughs> I know. Like, the dad and dad's just like, yeah, hey, baby, you good? Like, he was at home cooking. He's at home. <laughs> like, what is my TV? I, I do oh, think man, so. I, I think so it's going to be. That girl. Kat understood her going to the. <laughs> going to the convenience store on a level that I was like, wait, I don't. <laughs> she didn't ask any questions. <laughs> she went straight. To- yeah. That is terrifying. So the next part of this, I really love too, because they, when she turns into a panda, but the first thing that the parents think are happening is that she got her period. Oh, <laughs> and, they're, yeah. and they're like, oh, you know, <laughs> and it felt like, yeah, like, I, I would I would assume I don't know, I don't know what your experience was like Alex but like which also feels wild for Pixar's I, that's what I love that I love that like they they talked about it and it was like it's like not a thing to have to hide because it's just a natural thing that all little girls are gonna you know go through uh, for the most part and it, it was just this really sweet moment. Where they're like, it's okay, it's okay, and it and it's and the reality was everything tracks. You know what I mean? Like, it was like you didn't even need the panda thing for a set. Like you're like, hey, everything tracks. Like the um, level of embarrassment that she's feeling, you know, her running away, her not wanting to be seen, all of that like makes sense. But then also she's a panda. Well, there was there was something about the execution of this that was giving me Inside Out vibes. Just be- something that I feel like is so cool about Inside Out is like the way. That like when things are going wrong inside, in, inside, they're going wrong based off the standards of you know the production how it's supposed to go. The things that are happening to the child feel like very real growing pains, you know, in the in the in the moment. And so I I I instantly loved the like the comparison to like oh you're getting you're you're getting your period. This is your point of uh, there's a lot of changes happening inside of you. I thought that was so cool. And the fact that they it kept happening for a few scenes before we understand what is really happening to to her, right? Just felt like I don't know. They felt like really nice like one to one kind of comparisons. I will I will say when she becomes the bear and like, you know, of course she's running around the apartment and her mom brings out all the tampons and stuff. And she finally calms it down to get ready to go to school. I was so nervous of when she was going to turn into the bear because I didn't know if this movie was going to be... I, I was nervous for her to turn into the bear because I didn't know how bad it was going to get for her when she did. You know, I didn't know, like, how crazy the mom was going to get with it. I didn't know how the kids were going to take it. So the whole time she's sitting in that classroom and her friend comes in and is like, yo, what's wrong? And kept passing her the notes the whole time. Like, that's a real friend. Like, that's a friend. I'm going to sit by you. Mm-hmm. You're going to answer these damn questions. Okay, because I know something's up. But her mom, yo, outside the, outside the window and, like, fighting again with the, the, security, with the security guard, guard. Oh my God. popping up every time she was there killed me. That was so funny. That was great. <laughs> and at one point, at one point when he's outside the window, you can hear him go, hold on, wait. I'm just trying to talk. Like, he's like, I'm not trying to arrest you. I just want to talk to you. He's trying to be super nice. 
Come on with you. And then she comes with the tampons. Oh, can God. we talk about this though? This is a little, this is a little early for this in the movie, but Gerard talking about not knowing when she was going to turn into a panda made me think of this. The one thing that I couldn't quite put my finger on was how I feel about through the end, even, even through the end, the like monetizing of turning into the panda. <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel oh, yeah. about I loved it. You like it. I, I I feel like I understand it. We're celebrating our culture and also embra- embracing it in, our, in ourselves. But then it was also like just became this thing. Interesting. You were reading into it as a metaphor or something else. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was, th- I just was thinking about it a, l- a really too hard, <laughs> you know, and I couldn't get over the thing of like, yeah, go ahead, Alex. Deeper meanings aside, I think it goes with the family temple business, which also makes money off of like people like come look at our thing, look at our culture and like pay a little bit of money to see it. But I, yeah, I hadn't really considered the money making part of it. It just felt weird. It, the, well, the thing that felt weird specifically to me is that she is a mascot almost, <laughs> right? Like like her as a mascot just felt a little like shucking and jiving to me. You know, like that. that's where my mind, I kept trying to tell myself like, no, like there, you know, she's proud of herself and blah, blah, blah. And she's now embracing her changes. And, and that's what this is about. And the money thing, the 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 monetizing of it is just a fun thing that's helping push this movie forward. But the, I don't know. I, I could not, I couldn't get over it. I like still feel it's, it even now. It's to, interesting. You know, talking about it. I, like Alex is saying, I do think it's linked with the temple business, which is something that I do think about when I go, when I travel, you know, and you go to different countries and you're experiencing their culture and you realize there's a huge tourism business. And sometimes the places that you go, like, that's like one of the main the main sources of income for a lot of the people who live there. And you're like very aware of the kind of colonial aspect of that. But it is like, it is this thing of like, this is just global capitalism. You know what I mean? Like it's like, I don't like, it's so hard to get around the fact that people that our world is built on making money. And so it's like, people need to make money, you know? And cause there's something nice about the sharing of cultures. I think that's actually a good thing. Like, like we have, you know, like, I mean, we've talked about culture appropriation on this show and we could talk about it more, but like, there's, so, there's something that's great about the, to me, about the blending of cultures, people like sharing different, where they came from and their experiences and other people like celebrating that in different ways. But yeah, the fat, the money stuff is a bummer. And I think that's more just about the fact that like, we all have to make money, which is gross. And this is not no, a political no, not podcast, all. but yeah. <laughs> But I did, the reason I did like it though, James, is because I think I was very happy when she turned into the panda in the bathroom to give Abby her fix. And then the <laughs> other girls saw her and were super excited by it instead of like turned off. And I think it was something to, it is tricky. I understand what you're saying. It, but it, it felt different because she was in control of using it. She was in control of like how her and her friends got to the party, how they made money. The fact that like you found out it was her idea, her idea for the shirts, the pins and all that kind of stuff. So I think it was better coming from her than her friend, Miriam. That would be weird. Uh, And and the other way I was trying to reconcile it 
to, and they kind of do this deliberately in the movie, but like cosplay also being something that's just generally big, you, you, you know, and like there's there's that, but specifically what made me think of this is there's that point where she kind of wears the, just the ears and just the tail, you know, which is a which is a very oh, yeah. popular uh, look. I don't know enough <laughs> about it to understand like what that look is or or anything, you know. But I was like, oh, right, like I'm talking we- about furry. <laughs> Bray, what are you? Wait, Bray, wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about, Bray? James talking about furries, or <laughs> no? I'm not. All right, no. All right, this is going down a road <laughs> I didn't want it to go. I I just wanted to talk about that because this is a Pixar. Who is episode, about okay? furries? This is a Pixar <laughs> episode. It sounds like we're all talking about furries. I'm not talking. About- <laughs> I think we're all talking, talking about furries. <laughs> Let's not. I feel like James brought it up. Braylock stamped it. Let's not place a little censored. I don't like this. I don't like y'all. I don't like y'all for doing this. <laughs> Mature content. I don't want that. The bathroom moment with the the other girls coming in and being like, "Oh, we're into this too." Reminded me a little of. Did you guys watch the? The new, like, second half of the second season of Pen15. Yes. I haven't yet. I haven't yet, but go ahead. Or, like, the most recent. Oh, okay. There's... Yeah, yeah. This... Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's, like, an episode where Maya's, like, friend from Japan comes to visit. And then everybody at school is obsessed with her because she's so cute. And that kind of felt, like, a little like that of, like, oh, everybody's so into, like, the cuteness of this. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So that kind of plays into what James is saying. Yeah, I mean, there it, there's certainly layers of of that. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about. No, that's yeah. that's, that's totally different than the furry stuff you were talking about. I, so I don't know. What's <laughs> talking about that. You talking about <laughs> what I said? No, no, James, how no, you started bringing up the furries? Up. <laughs> I just brought it up in a different way. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of this. I was asking a genuine question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said it's a. You said it's a. You said it's a thing, and then you winked into it. And he said it was super popular. <laughs> He's like, it's popular. I was like, okay, James. It okay. is. And the mother even in the movie even goes, "You're not going out like that." Like she even says, "I'm." You know what? I'm, let's wow. move on. Let's, so then, so so what happens next in the movie? Let's move. Let's go to something else. <laughs> Oh, next is the montage of her making, like, doing the making money as the panda with the photos and the videos, which I thought was really cool in a very early 2000 thing when they had the camcorder, because as one of the, yes, as one of the best boy bands NSYNC has done, they have, like, a recording. Yeah, one of the best, not the best. I agree. I mean, no, because Boys to Men is the best. Technically, second best is New Edition. And I only say new edition second because I grew up. We with did Smith. skip. We did skip though the moment because the mom, the mom being at school <laughs> sees <laughs> her turn into a yes. red panda, and then there's the whole that whole and they and the mom uh, you know explains like that that this is something that has been going on in their family for generations and mm-hmm. and that oh that they all all the women turn into red pandas yeah. Like, was she in a, they move her to, like, a different bedroom at one point? I think they or took yeah. stuff out, out of her, of her bedroom. bedroom. They took all the furniture uh, out. That's what I thought, because you can uh, see... They took all the furniture out, so she couldn't yeah. break it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. And they said, yeah. and if you become the bear too much, it's harder to get rid of the bear, so you have to control your emotions. Correct. Even your yeah. sadness. And you can't turn into it. Oh. That was really sad. Well, she was a bear and just holding her own tail. 
the the ultimate test is a box of kittens. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> Wait, also when her mom first sees her, but she doesn't know that it's like a family thing yet. She's just like frantically brushing herself to try to calm herself down. That like broke my heart. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, no. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a small moment where they, she's like, why didn't you tell me about this? And they're like, we had thought you had more time. And then the dad goes, I think it's time we tell her. And I go, <laughs> yeah, no duh, dad. <laughs> yeah. What? What? You, you think it's time? My goodness. Get out of here. Her slow turnaround to be like, what did you yeah. say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her mom, you know what is so interesting is, like, I knew at one point we were going to have to figure out the mom's deal with the bear because i know she said hers is independent i was like yo this mom something about her bear is crazy i, like, I didn't know and when we saw i did peep the scar on, on the, the grandma, grandma right uh... yeah yeah i thought that was orange hair at first like but then yeah the scar but still that scar now i'm actually more confused about that scar <laughs> well the mom well Again, I, did, I have a question or two about the mom, but I think like the movie's like it's not about her, which I totally get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some of that logic stuff there. Just, just like that's all right, that's all right, whatever. I know, like I don't get, but I do love again. My one of my favorite parts is when she's able to control the bear when her friends sneak in, and then every time like she goes through the test, she just thinks back to like her friends and like in her head. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment but then she has to lie to her mom so her mom thinks that she actually thinks about her mom to calm her down whereas yeah. the opposite in real life yeah lies the kids will tell you lies <laughs> but there is that expectation she want to make her mom feel good yeah that like family comes first before everything like i remember one time in third grade we wrote little like books or whatever and i dedicated it to my friends and family and my mom got mad i wrote friends before the word family <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. Well, it was just mean. semantics and she was mad. <laughs> wow. See, I'd, it'd have been me. I'd have been, you know, I'd have been like, nah, man. Because you know what it is? You pick your friends, you can't pick your family. And I don't like that I have to, because some people got assholes in their family. You know what I mean? Like, assholes that you some meet in the people. world is someone else's, like, brother, sister, son, cousin. I got to love the asshole cousin that comes to Thanksgiving. Like, can I? <laughs> Can I ask, have you guys had <clears throat> an like a super embarrassing moment that your parents, you know what I mean? Like, have you had, and I, it doesn't need to be at the level of this mom literally bringing tampons to the school, which is insane. No. I, I have one that <laughs> but, I, oh, you, you never had one, James? No, no, no. I, yeah, I, like the only thing I can think of is like my mom calling me by the like at home nickname, you know, that I had probably outgrown at that point in front of people at school, you know, like something like that. But that's, but that's even like, like, <laughs> I love that nickname, you know, <laughs> like it's inconsequential now, you know? Mm. And at the time it was just sort of like, huh? mm. and then I was fine. You know, it was, that was one of those <laughs> things that like rolls off you. So I can't think of anything. Man, I remember one time I used to get spankings, but not a lot of, not a lot. But me and my grandma didn't get along. Oh no. In front of, oh no. <laughs> oh no. It is my, my, I used to go visit my cousins every year, but one year they came up and stayed with me and my mom for like maybe two weeks. But my grandma was there too. And again, didn't get along, but she loved my cousin because he was light-skinned with blue eyes. And he, she would openly be like, he got blue eyes. There's a whole thing. At one point, my grandma would be on the phone all day and my little cousin goes, why are you always on the phone? You running up everybody's phone bill. Mind you, 
I didn't say this. I am not even in the same room. Not in the same room. But me and my grandmother was beefing. My mom comes home. My grandma said it was me, okay? Mind you, when this conversation is happening, I'm outside with my friends, okay, just chilling in the yard, thinking nothing, okay? My mom comes to the front door, says my full government name, middle name included, which I never, never use. I'm like, oh, shit. I go inside. <laughs> I go inside, and she's got, like, a belt, but, like, I try to hide the belts. But she felt like she had a thick ass. You hid all the way. Hold up, <laughs> we can't breeze past this. You hid all the belts. <laughs> I would hide the belts. I would hide. So I'm like, yo, when I was little, I was like, you ain't gonna fucking get me. Like I know how this go. You know what I mean? You ain't got no belt. I'm good. So I hid all the belts, and then, like I remember, yo, this is wild. I remember like trying to like sneak out. Like we had like a garage, but like a side door. I remember trying to sneaking out the garage door. Mind you, my friends are still in the street. So like Eric, my whole neighborhood's in the street. My mom comes out the front door and catches me in the middle and like gets a couple swings and I and I haul ass the other way around the house. So now it's like my mom chasing me around the house with a belt while my grandmother's in the window and like my friends are outside and my little cousin Jared is laughing his ass off. I was like, yo, to this day I remember that. I remember that to this How old day. were you though? You to this say. day. How old were you? No, not <laughs> like I might have been like, like, like I might have been like twelve or like, like yeah, eleven. No, like I wasn't old, that's, that's old, <laughs> like I wasn't because <laughs> I was too old to like get beaten, sport to hurt. But it was the principle I think of me being like disrespectful to her mom, and I was like, yo, I wouldn't even, I wasn't even in that jail. Yo, yeah, man, yeah, man. All the girls in the neighborhood there too. Guys, it was like, injustice. Woo! That gave um, me a heart attack thinking about that. But yeah, so basically, her mom finds out because the grandma comes over with the with the aunties. They're going to be performing this ritual, and we can. We're now kind of understanding that the mom is afraid of her mother because her mother is super overbearing, and she so feels embarrassment that she's not doing the thing correctly, and there's there is some mistake with her ritual somehow and so they're not really talking too much about it but we know something's there and she's like you got to watch your daughter like a hawk and so she kind of goes in her room and she finds all the stuff and it realizes that she's been showing everybody and and then she blames the friends and she says it's your fault you guys are bad influence which i was like i've never really had that happen directly but i do remember once this is so, I don't know if I should even share it necessarily, but I I remember, I remember once my dad <laughs> finding porn on my computer and I blamed no, them. <laughs> no, no, and, and they, and they believed me. And, and to me, it was like a half lie because my friends, like, it wasn't what he found, but like at like you know it was like months ago had had looked up port on my computer so like in my mind i uh-huh. in my mind i wasn't <laughs> lying you know what i mean i wasn't fully lying like i was obviously lying but i was like i was like it is true that they were on and then they were like i was like yeah they were looking and 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 i was you know i was just like kind of watching but i don't you know I was, but i did that so i would get in less trouble <laughs> so i feel Similar, I was like, yeah, I understand that, like, throwing your friends under the bus, <laughs> you know, because your your parents have a better, you know, they think you're a good kid. So, obviously, you have to be a good kid to for your parents to think 
to do that. But I, you know what it is? It's so tricky because it, when the mom just immediately blamed them, there was that moment that I knew instantly that she wasn't going to defend her friends just because of like everything that went down. Um, and it just sucked to see it happen because then the friends had to go to the concert by themselves. Cause I wanted to go to, um, when I was younger, this never happened, but I wanted to go to turtles coming out of your shell. That was the Ninja Turtles live and they were rock stars. So they had to like defeat shredder with music. That sounds awful. No, no, but it was great. Because basically the costumes, <laughs> instead of just the red, they would have stars or a big check mark and it was glitter. And they all had like jean jackets with the sleeves cut off and everyone played a different instrument. Like Leonardo had the guitar. Mm-hmm. How dare you besmirch the, the name the of drums. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rock tour that they did. <laughs> Turtles coming out of the shell. Come out of, coming out of the shell. What was the target audience like what was the age range? Everyone. Us. We was the target. <laughs> oh, it was kids. It was kids. It was it was children. It was children. And then I remember, I remember, wow. I remember I didn't get to go with my friends because I think I had did something, but I had to go by myself and I still had the best. Of course time. you did. There's no way you don't have fun going to that. I didn't know any Bray. Come on, man. I didn't know any of the music, but like you learn the songs, baby. It's not about the song. It's like you just hearing the vibes. Let me find a clip. Coming out of the shell. <laughs> but I feel like everyone can relate to like not wanting to get in trouble. You know what I mean? And like you just kind of you keep quiet, even if you didn't even if you necessarily didn't do it with your parents or whatever. Like, I feel like most people have had some moment in life where somebody else is getting blamed for something that you did. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. probably because I can't think of any time, but any specific time, probably because I did it all the time. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure it happened. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, this one is less fun, I guess. But my my mom did blame other people for me coming out and being gay. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) She was like, oh, "Oh, this was a bad influence (laughs) on other people. Yeah. If it it was if it was this person, was it? Yeah. Yeah. That one's a little less fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's definitely less fun. Though. (laughs) <laughs> Though kind of similar in this, in uh, just in terms of the sexuality stuff, because it's like she was like crushing on, so, uh, you know, and he's, and oh, she true. was blaming Miriam. Oh, the only reason you like the only reason you like these guys is because you know of this. Your friend is a bad influence. Instead of just being like, hey, this is just the natural part of me who I am, you know. And the mom didn't want to accept it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess all the stories. Yeah, we're around sexuality. That's a good point. Parents can't handle nope. it. They can't handle growing up. I mean, I will say when the mom, I guess not that we're here, when the mom turns into her panda, first off, why was she huge? <laughs> why was she so massive? I thought it was a joke at one point because <laughs> I love the part when, I love the part when May decides to like stay a panda and then she figures out how to like, be a panda but then be a human so she kind of like can jump high and like float and then uses the poof to like not fall on the ground i was like this is great yeah but then when the mom shows up i was like yo this mom is massive (laughs) and we're just not Uh, gonna discuss it (laughs) this shit was incredible i love this ending sequence this whole i love every second of this especially the mom being massive but then when she gets there all she wants to do is say 
<laughs> you disobeyed your mother. Like she's giant. <laughs> and all she's doing is like, you can't believe you didn't listen to me. You're out here. And she's yelling at the kids. Where you put on some clothes? <laughs> what are you doing? I yeah I know she's just yes, being a mom. I'm shutting this down right now. A panda that's the size of a stadium <laughs> is like, how dare you? You should be ashamed of yourselves. Also, the dad going, I told you she was big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I told you she was big. It's like, yeah, I thought she was a little bigger than me, but my god, like, and she was bigger than. Because the thing is, I thought, oh, maybe that's how big they are when they like become adults. But then when the grandmother and the sisters become pandas, I'm like, no. So this mom is, is a massive ass <laughs> panda. Yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful sequence, I think, for me, is when they pull the mom into the circle and then they start singing and then the boy band starts singing. And and then when they right, we, that was a re- I had a religious experience. I would say <laughs> the second the, the second the kids ran up and grabbed the and like grabbed the boy band, I was like, if they start singing, if they start singing along with this chant, anyway. Sorry, Bray, you were you were about to say something. And they planted. That. I was I was asking Alex if this is where you. It cried. was shortly after, but oh, I also wanted to say, Mr. Gao, the 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 shaman guy who like helps with the ritual. I couldn't tell if he was related to them or not, but um, he had like kind of planted that the first time they do the ritual, he was like, oh, it can be any song you sing from your heart. They just go the more traditional route. I personally uh, like Tony Bennett, like is what he said. And so the boy band singing from their heart is part of it. Incredible. But I, incredible. I did yeah. like that. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when she when she goes into that other plane and she sees her mom as a kid sitting there. That is when oh, I cried. Oh my yeah. gosh. And then when they start walking and she's holding her mom's hand and then we uh, see her mom get older. And yeah. at one point, her oh, mom has goodness. like a ponytail and just like wipes the tears from her cheek yeah. and it's just a subtle move. And she just And her mom just as this like wounded child, it's like exploring intergenerational trauma. Come on. Yeah. It's okay. Because all she says when she's a when she's a child, she says, I disappointed my mom or I upset my mom. I was like, oh, goodness. Like she's I can't be good enough for her. I'll I'll never be good enough for anyone. Oh, man. And the thing is, that whole sequence, when you think about it, May doesn't say anything to her mom, really. She's just leading her. And it's like this daughter leading the mom who's like crying and kind of broken. And then even at the end, at the end, when they finally have the talk, the mom still is like, no, come with me. Like, Mm -hmm. just come over here. Like, even after everything. Oh, man. Yeah. But then when May like is is making her own decision and her mom goes, the farther you go, the prouder I'll be. I was like that. That got me, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's just beautiful. It's a really beautiful ending. (laughs) Oof. The last few weeks of therapy, I've literally been talking to my therapist. Just, I mean, it's always about mom stuff, but we've just been going over like, okay, I can make different choices than my mom. So this week I was like, can you just watch the movie so we can like make the session shorter, get right to it or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I, mean, I love, I love I, that request. I like that. I was like, yo, just watch this. You'll get can where you I'm coming from. This? Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because this movie to me, I know how we started this had to joke about that white guy who said he can't relate. It, 
There's something so relatable about this movie. He sucks. I mean, I know that, but even... Can I read some of the stuff that he said, though? Oh, my God. More stuff? Yeah. <laughs> or we don't have to. Well, just because I want people to know to hear... Because it, it's outrageous. And this was on Cinema Blend. They, By the way, they took oh, it... Oh, that's who he was? Yeah, man. They, they took it down, like, like obviously after the, the pushback. Wait, that was they, like, a Cinema Blend and they, and they, article? Yeah, and he's like a... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a major kind of publication he's like a managing editor or something like he's not even just a staff writer or like low-level writer there and he he said it with his chest like he like it, it was so it, he, i i can't it's it's one of those things where you're like how and then you're like well yeah this is what people think and then just like he literally said it he said this is an excerpt from what from it he said i recognize the humor in the film but connected with none of it by rooting turning red very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, the film legitimately feels like it was made for the director, Domi Shi's friends, and immediately an immediate, immediate family. family. Wow. Insane. Wow. <laughs> and then he said, and then he said, which is fine, but also a tad limiting in its scope. And the po- when he when it posted, the headline was some Pixar films are made for universal audiences. Turning red is not. And then it says the target audience for this one feels very specific and very narrow. If you are in it, this might work very well for you. I am not in it. This was exhausting. And they approved that. They they said that they said that like because I guess he's a managing editor. They were like nobody else really. There was no read oversight. It. So because he's the oversight. <laughs> yeah, he's you gotta have dude. checks. For he's check. You gotta have somebody. You can't just. <laughs> Well, they did eventually check him, but like, no, that's like the the biggest discourse I heard about the film was about this review, which was a bummer. But also, I was like, oh, I do, I am those things from Toronto, so I can't. I guess I can't speak on if it's relatable. <laughs> Alex, I'm not like I'm a like I'm a black kid from Southeast. Like this movie, it talks about what that generational like pressure does to kids and like their kids. Here's where you can speak on it, though, because if you've ever related to a film that did, and, and I'm sure you have, unless you've never related to a film before, because no films are this specific to you. You know what I mean? If before this one, it's like that's the thing. Is like, did he say? What did he say about Onward? You know what I mean? Like, what did he say about like all the other films where there's like, like what did he say about Toy Story? Like. That he th- does he think that Toy Story is a universal like that all uh, little children have that kind of relationships with their toys like like that you know what I mean specifically like with like Woody and Buzz and that kind of thing it's like no yeah, come or like on cars. man like, I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah you relate to cars you dipshit also I think the thing about it is is that we just let people fire these people because this is my thing and I do mean this it's like if every movie is reviewed by the same old crusty white dude. Or a young crusty white dude, and by crusty I mean they don't use lotion. That's the type of crust people are like. Oh, they could be young assholes. Yes, they could be young assholes. They just don't lose lotion. It's like we just let this shit go on, and it took the internet outrage. And the thing that sucks is Alex. One of the things that you heard about this movie was this random ass white dude's tweet about this wonderful ass movie. It sucks that like the Discord is like, oh, some racist white dude says something, but he's not really racist. He just doesn't want to claim to be racist. Instead of us talking about like in every review, this movie's awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, because almost at one point it feels like counter, counter comments to like kind of wash out this asshole. But you know what? He don't get a job. So well, yeah. I mean, it's truly the definition of privilege of like 
so much is, has been made specifically for straight white men that the idea that they, you know, have to connect to a story that isn't specifically theirs feels so foreign to them that they're like, this is limiting in the scope. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, it's like, do they expect us to feel like, you know, whatever freaking all the films that are considered the greatest films of all time, which like all stars, just white people, are we supposed to feel like, well, that's pretty limiting. You know, it's like white people aren't even the majority race on this freaking planet. So like, what's, you know what I mean? It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's just seeing themselves as the default. Yeah. It's all that. I mean, honestly, it's inappropriate to do a swirl for this movie. So I just want to say Hollywood, you should definitely (laughs) just make more of these. And also, you know, to be truthfully honest, I think Braylock's on to something. I think this movie should have been in theaters. It'd have been nice to see this in a room with kids enjoying it, because I think that was one of the coolest things about seeing Coco. It was like just a room full of kids being like, that looks like you! Or like, you know, to siblings. So I was like, Hollywood, just have the balls to do it. You can do it. It's a Pixar movie. It can go in theaters and it'll make money, okay? But, you know, we didn't need like a talking weird alien best friend, because you know what? She was both a panda and a human, so you get the cute little um, animal and you get the cute kid. Win-win. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, not going to, you know, inject Hancock or Steel into this movie because this movie doesn't need that. But I'll tell you I what. Why would you? If if they, they, they need to do a recut of the end of Avengers Endgame, one of the portals open up and just... All of the red pandas come through because they would not, they would obliterate. You don't even need anybody else. Just just the mom, the aunties, honestly, grandma. That's, that's honestly they would knock out. They wouldn't even the battle would be that battle is like 45 minutes, an hour long. That would be done in 10, 10, 15 tops. 10, 15 tops. All of the red pandas come through. I like that. <laughs> it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not helps the cause of leading actors of color in Hollywood. If we feel like a film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helps the cause, we give it a, a white palm. If it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Black fist! Dry, you're in literal <laughs> darkness. Wait, y'all can't see I'll me? I'll put up two black fists. On the count I'll of three. Two black, don't we'll even count to three. Stop. I <laughs> stop! I, I have to count! Black fist! Alright, here we go. Oh, I'll my put goodness. up two black fists. A count of three. If I could do it with my feet. One. If I could do it with two, my feet, my feet would be three. a... Three. <laughs> Black fist. Black fist. All right. I put up a red fist. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow, Brady. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because I... Wow. Because the movie... Yeah, we get all it, right. Brady. We get, we get why you did it. We're not happy about it. I and mean, everybody understands why it, this movie got all the fists. It was magical. Literally. Oh, yeah. Because... <laughs> Honestly, I just love seeing these human family stories. And I think watching this and Kanto, it was like a cool back-to-back Disney animated feature. Even, good Disney um, year. Raya. Raya was pretty good, too, last year about finding destiny and dealing with family as well. That was last year, yeah. Still gotta watch it. Wait. <laughs> Raya's pretty... Alex, Raya's... It's like an action... I know. I got it. ...animated yeah. film. <laughs> I will watch Raya. I desperately want to watch Turning Red in a theater. Yeah, you paid for it. Now it's there for free. I know. I know. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, Alex, here in LA, they have that Disney theater on Hollywood, and it has like the Like diner. El Capitan, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I might go there. Yeah, can we rent? Can we rent a theater? Oh, I don't know. Well, El Capitan awesome. is, you know. Okay. I'm scared about parking in Hollywood, but I'll go. <laughs> 
Very valid. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Where can people find you? Find you online and and uh, anything you like to promote? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Alex Song Shaw. I don't go on there much, but my pages are there. <laughs> Is that a good plug? Fair enough. Fair enough. Honestly, that's fair. That's in line with our plugs, honestly, yep. to be sure. To be sure. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Of for course. Me. Yes, yes. Everyone else, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, blackmanpodcast.com is our website. We got links to merch, like uh, for T Public t-shirts and things like that we have a defunct patreon we don't do new episodes but there is a year's worth of episodes on there so if you want to pay five dollars listen to that and then unsubscribe totally cool <laughs> and if you rate and review us and give us five stars on itunes we'll read your review on the air we don't have a new one wow so Ooh. somebody give us five stars it's been, already it's been a minute since it's, it's been a minute it's been a couple weeks i don't like that <laughs> Anyway, and you can follow me at John Braylock. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. I am on TikTok, but I don't know why I'm on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I need to get off. <laughs> you like it. You make TikToks, James. I keep posting new videos, and it's, I don't know who they're for. If you build it, James, they I'm will not, come. It's, they're doing a terrible yep. job of building it. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, James, can I ask you a question? <laughs> I like them. Thank you, Alex. You ever put like bunny ears on or anything in one of your TikToks? I don't, but I don't. I feel like I don't like where this is going because of what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I just feel like maybe you should. You keep doing it like you do your Cat Williams. Let's get out of this. Are we? Do you have anything to plug, Gerard? <laughs> no, I'm just saying if you do your Cat Women, Cat Williams, but he's in a cat outfit. I don't you know talk what I mean? He's like this. in a furry cat. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. At Dara Milligan. Sounds good. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog.